0: Hello and welcome to episode seventy-two of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon. I'm your host as always. Here with my co-host of the year in the well co-host of the year in the making, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people.
1: What's up, Jay? Yeah, recognized recognize because I thought you were almost going to leave that out, but here we are at the end of 2020, and the nominations are coming out, and I'd like to be up for that award.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see, um, and man. I'm,
1: and I'm glad that you've granted me that already.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was still counting last year, but I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you again this year.
1: Oh, that was 2019, my 2019 award?
0: Yup. So, yeah, man, we're, we're good. Yeah, I, think, we're, I think you're well on the way to 2020. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm up against stiff competition.
0: Yeah, I don't know who else is up for this, but um, there's a few people.
1: Your your only competition is yourself. That's yeah. what I say on these streets. Facts,
0: bro. Facts. Um, yeah, man. How's uh, how's things going? This is. The, I feel like the podcast is really finally starting to catch hold, man.
1: Well, we got in. We got our groove going, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You got your groove back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I
1: think um, uh, when you get, when you stay with something, if you believe in it, people. If you believe in what you're doing, um, and it's for a good cause and it's the right thing, then believe in believe in yourself, believe in staying with it, and it takes time. It does, And man. we've been at this. will be two years. It's yeah. In it's February, staying fo- Jeremy.
0: Staying focused, man. You got a lot stay of people focused, would give man.
1: up. A lot of people would say you give up because it's not working.
0: It's been working What do you mean Why? No I'm just saying Like, oh, like people before just yeah. People just give oh, up People just give up Because they don't want to
1: They don't want to wait No we're grinding over here man This is uh, We're not stopping They don't want to wait For success
0: No not at all So And
1: they don't want to wait And we don't want to wait For a cure for paralysis But no. we will it, it, We will do whatever it takes We're going to grind until, until we find it, it Until it happens That's right man um, Facts
0: yeah, man. Because at the end of the day, Brandon, spinal cord injuries—they suck, man. They're, yeah, it's not a fun experience. There's nobody, you know, that like. This is, is
1: this is one of the world's great mysteries, though, man. I mean, this is like one of the. It's really one of the only things that you—they
0: don't have a cure for. I mean, that's right.
1: I mean, even like some cancers, right. they are able to to destroy I me mean, and. I would say there are probably some cancers that aren't curable in the long run, but they even have a way to to bring you back from some of those. And some people probably have beaten every type of cancer, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, they found cure for HIV and AIDS. You can live a long, long healthy life after being diagnosed with that. They're finding vaccines for coronavirus. Um, in a year, man, just think you know, like, but think like when you're like talking about.
0: But that hold on—that's like that's the power of science. And, yeah, and
1: putting your like all your resources into right. something—they
0: were able. Yeah, I mean they were able to come up with. I mean I don't know where everybody out there stands on, but I'm getting a vaccine as yeah. soon as possible because I don't. I would rather you know I don't know. I just I don't. I think that. You know, well, I think, I don't die I think from you the freaking coronavirus. I think
1: you're man. a great candidate for the for the vaccine based on the um the research the science you know and the potential side effects right or who would be at risk for i i would say honestly your risk for side effects would probably be less than your risk for a coronavirus for sure yeah
0: um you know i yeah and that's the thing man i would never get a flu shot because i was like oh they put mercury in that they did this that and the other thing and so then you spent two weeks in the yeah, hospital and then i spent two weeks in the hospital and i almost died and i'm like well maybe i will get the flu vaccine yeah. or, or you know the flu shot now and i've never had any problems with it i mean you know maybe get a little sniffle and i mean and that doesn't even work that well compared to the compared to the coronavirus from what they know so far so
1: yeah
0: you know i'm in on it man i can't wait to be able to like just not have to worry about people coming in and out of my house i mean
1: it's like we were having conversation today where we're potentially at with um you know other people need to be aware and this is the whole thing like i am not so much concerned about myself contracting coronavirus jeremy but i'm i'm worried about being selfish and infecting other people who could potentially be harmed from it and i don't understand why that's so hard for people to figure out you know man it People are selfish out there, Brandon.
0: That's I mean that's the issue. But yeah, I really think yeah, I mean I did hear something like as long as like so many percentage of the population gets it, gets the vaccine, then we will for it sure, won't, it won't be like the flu every year where you have to get another vaccine next year or that it keeps coming back every year. You know what I mean?
1: I see.
0: And then they were saying it does. Oh, it's with,
1: not. It's not mutating like that.
0: Well, that's the thing. If it keeps coming back, it, that's that's when it can mutate, and then you don't know like what's and one could be way worse or yeah. one could be way, way lighter. Yeah. So you just don't know, man. Well, we just, just need to get rid
1: it. of it for now, man, and that would be the first step. Is if we could yeah. just it down to where just you know an, an a uh, an acceptable amount of people are contracting it, um, and then you know making sure that the at-risk population is vaccinated would be the the I think the, really do the, realistically the only plan that's that works at this point considering where we're at yeah. um, as a country and and how people are some don't don't care about it and some. Do and then some are like way in, like scared. Well,
0: I uh texted friend of the podcast, Mike Wilkinson, to find out sure uh, if he had gotten the virus or the vaccine yet, if he, you know, how things were going, and he was just like, it's it, things are really bad but and he said he had not gotten the virus yet, but was hoping to get it by the end of the week. And the vaccine. Or the vaccine, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My well, don't no, wait no, he doesn't want the virus. Um, yeah, so he said that they're hoping to get the vaccine by the end of the week, and he, you know, he's a, an emergency frontline worker in the emergency room, so uh, that'll be good if they can, can get all those guys taken care of uh, first and foremost and, and then have it trickle down to the rest of us. That'll be, that'll yeah. be good. Yeah. So, yeah, man. um, Brandon, I I, just
1: can't wait till one day we don't talk about this shit, man. I can't wait,
0: man. I cannot wait. But, uh, yeah, Brandon, so um, this week, the interview guest that I uh, was able to get uh, in touch with and and speak with for about 30 minutes um, is a gentleman named Richard Dahl. Uh, He is an alumni from Tuskegee University in Alabama, which is a pretty prestigious Mm -hmm. uh, university down there. And he, yeah, he's got a crazy story, man. He got, he had moved to to help his, um, work with his cousin, who was an NFL player for the Jacksonville Jaguars and was living in Jacksonville. And some guys tried to, carjack you'll hear the whole say it's crazy he ended up Dang. getting shot he ended up getting shot and suffering a spinal cord injury yeah and um but now I mean, he's doing like really cool things now he started him and another guy that he was going through rehab with started a uh non called wheelchair gang which is pretty cool that's dope and um and they're just trying to to spread positivity in the community of, of spinal cord injured uh individuals and then they also um he also started a clothing line called walking rich which you know take on his name and you
1: know i like it get the merch
0: man so yeah he's got they have some really cool uh cool sweatshirts and
1: we need to get the merch. joggers
0: and all that sort of stuff um we'll put links to all that on the podcast we need to get
1: our merch line going
0: working on it man that's how we'll
1: that's how we can raise some funds for
0: it's coming soon exactly be on the lookout
1: be on we should have got
0: ready i mean 2020 is a motherfucker man. yeah anyway 2021
1: well, uh, start not gonna start off the same way so we gotta go full speed man
0: yeah we're getting into it so um yeah we'll hear from rich uh here and we will talk to you guys on the other side all right this week on the live to walk again podcast we are lucky enough to talk with Richard Dahl, who is an alumni of Tuskegee University, uh, co-founder of the nonprofit organization, Wheelchair Gang, and founder of Walking Rich Clothing. Uh, Rich, how you doing, man? Welcome to the podcast.
2: Man, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm glad glad you were
0: able to make it. Um, You know, so I know you have a pretty big following on social media and everything, but um, for for those of us that don't know about your story, man, can you tell us how you were uh, injured and and, uh, when that happened?
2: Well, it all happened um, a month after I graduated from Tuskegee University. Um, I was down in Alabama, I graduated there, I packed up all my stuff and, um, you know, I headed down to Florida, Jacksonville to be exact, Jacksonville, Florida. And I was down there uh, working, doing marketing work with my cousin, who played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, on June 18, 2017, I was approached by two gun- um, armed gunmen. And in an attempt to rob me, um, as I tried to flee in my car, um, they began to shoot at me. Uh, one of the bullets pierced through the door of my car. and ended up hitting me in my L2 vertebrae. Um, instantly paralyzing me, my legs locked up um, on the gas pedal. Um, when I realized what happened, I knew instantly that I had got shot. You know, I had been, you know, I grew up in the sh- streets and stuff like that. I've been shot at many times, never been shot, but at that moment, in that instant, like I knew, like oh, I ha- I got shot. Like they hit you. Um, and people ask me like, you know, what did it feel like? And I always tell them like like Forrest Gump says, it feels like something jumped up and bit me in the ass. Like, oh, to the point where I'm, like, in the car, I'm like, ooh! Like, I, like, literally, like, like, I jumped. And my leg strained out, and it got stuck on the gas pedal. And then I remember t- me telling myself, this is when I noticed that I was paralyzed, is I remember me telling myself, like, okay, Rich, you good. You got away. You alive. I said, now, slow down. And I hear the car, like, it's not slowing down; it's increasing speed. So I tell myself, I remember, like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, and I remember looking down at my leg and seeing my right leg stuck on the gas pedal. Pedal, it was floored. And I remember, like, you know, not panicking, just staying calm, throwing the car in neutral, and just trying to bank a hard left turn. And um, that's when I crashed into another vehicle. And just, you know, in the midst of, you know, just trying to get away, not really knowing what's going on, you know. All I knew that, you know, it was some guys trying to kill me, you know. And, you know, like I just put the car back in drive and I continued to drive down the street. And I was like finessing, like uh, neutral and drive to slow the car down because I didn't have, um, like I was instantly paralyzed. So I didn't have that movement of my feet to, you know, go from pedal to brake, pedal to brake, gas pedal to brake. Um, so I drove about five blocks where I pulled over and, you know, I checked on myself and made sure that I was cool, seeing how much blood, um, how much I was bleeding and stuff like that. And that's, you know, when I began to call my cousin and, you know, tell him what was going on. And, you know, I basically began to tell him like, yo, bro, like, you know, I'm shot. Some guys basically tried to rob me. You know, he's like, dang, bro, like, you know, he had just left the California and I was actually supposed to go with him. And, um, you know, I told him like, you know what, bro, I'm gonna catch a flight out the next day and, um, you know, catch up with you. So, uh, basically I ended up, uh, never making that flight, you know, and, um, I woke up that next morning, um, with a gunshot wound to my l 2 vertebrae. Um, and that's when doctors told me that, you know, uh, that I had been hitting my spinal canal and that they had to do a spinal fusion, Um, and add some rods and screws to my back and that, you know, that it would be difficult. It would be a difficult time for me to ever walk again, you know, and that it was, you know, up to me, and you know, how hard I went, you know, and did therapy and stuff like that. So, you know, they never told me like, you know, you're never gonna walk again, it's over with, you know, like, you know, but they did tell me like, you know, this is gonna be a long journey. It's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be easy but they say it can be done, you know? We've seen it happen um, and we know that it can be done. So, you know, it's really just up to you and your willpower, you know? So, you know, from that point forward, I just pretty much put everything that I had into therapy, you know, six months straight, going to therapy five, six hours a day, Monday through Friday, you know? And I felt good just as far as, you know, grinding and me getting back towards my feet, but I genuinely wasn't happy, you know? And, um, you know, in my search of happiness, you know, I began to try to get out more and just, you know, try to experience more things. And um, I remember we went, uh, my business partner and I, uh, we went to uh, a a fair. And in that fair, in the fair, uh, we basically was rolling around through the people and as we're doing that, we're like, excuse me, excuse me, wheelchair gang coming through, excuse us, excuse us, like, you know. Yeah. And basically, um, you know, I I had a good time that day. That was probably one of the very first times that I actually, you know, got out and had a good time, you know. And basically, you know, I went and I shared it with my best friend, Chef Nim, who's from Cincinnati. Um, and I basically told him, like, yo, bro, like I had a great time like this that and the other and I began to tell him some of the experiences that I experienced and I'm like you know we going through the fair like wheelchair gang coming through and he's like bro that's it he like that's your brand bro wheelchair gang bro.
0: I love it
2: he's like you gotta take it and run with it so I basically went back to Francois and, you know I just you know just went and told him like yo bro I want to start a brand and you know I feel like you know since you know, I was joking around with it with you, like, I feel like, you know, you should be a part of it, and, you know, I feel like we should start this and empower other wheelchair users to live boundlessly, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, that was the start of Wheelchair Gang, and, you know, that's, you know, how I got on the path of doing what I'm doing now.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, So, I want to go back a little bit, like, so you, you said you had to, you know you drove off for like five ten blocks, whatever it was and and you know realized that your legs weren't working and you had to just put the car in neutral to to stop um what how did you actually get to the hospital then? Did you just call nine one one or
2: oh no, actually, I ended up calling um one of my friends that were down there, and she ended up picking me up
0: oh wow
2: um and and it was crazy because like um like in that it took her a little longer to find me because I didn't really know exactly where I was and, you know, right. like, um, you know, like I, like I said, I come from a, 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 a background, you know, um, in the streets and stuff like that. Like our first instinct isn't to call the police, like, you right. get what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've seen guys get shot many times and we take our own people to the hospital, you know, like, you know, um, so, you know, that wasn't my first instinct, you know, even when I called my cousin, I called him first to tell him what was going on, just to let somebody know that what was going on with me. Um, and he's like, bro, go to the hospital. What are you calling me for? Like, And then he's like, bro, call the ambulance. Right. You know, and I'm like, wait, no, I'm not going to call the ambulance. Like, I'm going to call Sid. And then, you know, I called Sid. Sid came and picked me up and um, took me to the hospital. And, you know. Like, uh, you know, I, I remember pulling up to the hospital and, um, it was a nurse. She was getting ready to go home. And I remember like pulling up and then I'm like, I'm shot. Like I need help. And she dropped everything. You know, that's her duty. Like she dropped everything right then and there, ran back in, got a gurney, got a team. They got me out the car, um, put me on the stretcher, put me on the little board and put me on the stretcher. And then um they took me in they was asking me all type of questions and stuff like that and and, you know they began to prep me for surgery and stuff like that so
0: so did they ever catch the guys that tried to rob you and shot you
2: nope they never caught those guys
0: yeah man Um,
2: you know who knows who those guys are like i i'm a firm believer that you know um karma doesn't skip anybody um you know I've done my share of bad things and karma is definitely caught caught up with me, you know, whether it's, I've taken something from someone or anything like that stuff doesn't go, um, you know, it doesn't go without notice, you know, there's always consequence to everything, you know, and it took me actually to get in a chair to really realize like, that's the way of the world. And that's how life works. You know, like you do something to people, you know, whether it's good or bad, it's going to come back. So if it's bad, just be mindful of that. You know, like, you know, I live now where, you know, I was even thinking, you know, to myself, like, you know, like, and it, this is not the way to go about it, you know, where you go and you go do stuff for people in in, 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 in knowing that you're going to get a blessing. But I was just funny that, you know, me speaking of this now, right now, like, I remember last night I had a thought to myself. I'm like, you know, I need to get out on ski and roll and go give back. You know, I'm like, I need a new blessing in my life, you know, yeah. like, um, true, but, you, know, you know, I don't want people to just misinterpret what I'm saying. Like, just go out and start, you know, doing stuff for people because you know that you're going to get something back. That's not what it's about. It's about giving back with not wanting anything in return, you know? Right. So, um, you know, like uh I just you know, I was just telling myself like, you know, it's time for me to 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 give to the world, you know. That way the world can give back to you. You get what I'm saying? I always tell people like when it's a lot of clutter in your life, you never have enough space um around you to grow into new things and grow um like you know, people don't realize like when you collect junk, you know, you block blessings, you know.
0: Yeah, no, because I hear you, man. definitely
2: like life that's supposed to be in that space, but because you're collecting this junk, you know, it's no yeah. space, you know.
0: Right, right, yeah, no, I hear you, man. That, that's, uh, that's a powerful message for sure. And, yeah, like, karma's real, like, no doubt about it. So it's, it's good to, you know, yeah, I just feel like always, yeah, I always treat other people, man, like how, like, you know, because we're all in this together, right, at the end of the day. Right. So it's like you got to. Treat everybody
2: the way you want to be treated. So Well, definitely. Wow. I always tell people like, you know, even when it comes in my closet, like people come in my closet and they're like, hey bro, can I have this? I'm like, bro, take it. If you want to take it. You can have it. I you love know, it. I man. just look at it like, you know, by me blessing, you know, to me that I wore it, I got, you know, my you know what I'm saying? And I have somebody else that wants it and that's going it's gonna be a different like there it's a it's a like what it what that is to me. that's old to them that's new and there's going to be a way more value to them than it is to me you know
0: yeah absolutely
2: and then it's just like you know I always think of it like you know like I'm clearing you know space for new blessings like I take good care of my clothes and stuff like that so I'll hang on to stuff for 10 to 15 years you know so if I don't give stuff away you know I'll never make room for my new blessings you know right
0: that's beautiful man yeah so rich how um after so after your surgery and everything, how long were you i, I know you said uh like six months like about six months you were just kind of grinding, doing rehab and stuff. were you doing inpatient rehab for that time or like you were you were living just like out in the community and going going to in outpatient rehab about
2: three uh days or uh, i was at icu for about three days and then they transferred me to general um the general area um and i stayed there for another about four days because i remember leaving on like about my seventh day um i was fortunate enough to um had went to memorial which is connected to brooks rehab so right after my surgery I went to, like, one of the best rehab facilities in America, like, um, and, uh, that was where I did my inpatient, and I stayed there for another three weeks, totaling, uh, four weeks of being in the hospital, um, and, um, there, you know, I learned to bathe again, I learned to, um just do all of those things, um, that I did before, but just, you know, doing them in the wheelchair and, you know, trying to get my balance back. And I also had a back brace that was up to my neck. And so it just, I was very immobile. I couldn't really transfer in and out my chair. And, oh, so was pretty tough, you know? And I remember like, uh, one of the, Biggest things that I remember even being an inpatient is like on July 4th. Um, I think that was maybe like three weeks after I got shot. And that was the first day that they allowed me to go home and in allowing me to go home. I remember I stayed on the 25th floor and basically, um, there was, um, you know, fireworks right there on the river. I stayed on the river and I remember just laying out. I got me some good, um, Um, hibachi and I just remember just laying there and just being so grateful for life and just you know just taking it all in and just like you know like my life had changed so much and just like I just just I just remember just sitting there just being in deep thought just thinking you know where my life was going where I came from and just you know just taking it all in like that was a big moment for me and um you know eventually i had to pack up and go back to the hospital and that was big like i was like oh man i don't want to go back there like you know yeah um, it's funny it was the very first time that i actually smoked again and being in a wheelchair and stuff like that and you know it was cool cuz i just i was able to relax and really just take everything in and just i was in my home so i was like you know comfortable and i was just comfortable and stuff so um yeah uh yeah back to the whole original thing that i was saying it was um like you know like i i I, um like i said i was in there for a total of four weeks um and uh yeah i remember um in that four weeks um this is really when um uh i really like knew Like, you know, this is when I told myself, like, damn, my life isn't over. Like, you know, it's just starting. Like, I remember Francois being across from me, and um, he was telling me, like, I drive. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, bro, I drive. He's like, I just bought a Jeep. I just cashed out on the Jeep. I'm like, no way. Like, I'm like, bro, I got to see this, bro. You mind if I go outside with you? Like, he's like, yeah, come on, bro. So I went outside, and, you know, he basically – you know, showed me how he gets in the car, how he transfers and breaks down his wheelchair and does the whole nine. And I remember going back home and telling my mom, like, mom, like, like that guy, like he drives, like, like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember also, like, I had went through a breakup with my ex, and like, I'm like, he has a girlfriend. I'm like, you know, like, like he's living life, like, you know, like he, he, like, he's doing it, like, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I just remember just wanting to be him, you know, yeah. and, um, like, I took a step back, and I reflected, you know, once I ordered my hand controls, and I started driving, and I started getting independent, and then I started, like, people, seeing people around me, and they like, bro, how, how long you been injured, and I'm like, six months, and they're like, you no, know, I'm like, three months, and they're like, you're driving already, wow. and I'm like, yeah, and they like, Bro, you're fucking amazing, bro. Like this, that and the other. Like you're doing it, bro. You're on the right track, bro. Just keep going. Like, you know, I'm like, like with am like, am I really doing something that's different? Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I really noticed, like, damn, it takes wheelchair users three to five years to get their normal life back. Yeah. I said, bro, that's 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 insane. Right. I told Francois, like, bro, we got, we have to. Like um, we have to eliminate the curve. Like we gotta like, like we gotta offset this curve. And like yeah. now, I have people six months, three months out driving, walking, just you know, just doing so much within that first year. And it's just all because of people just need to see. You know, yeah, they need sure. the exposure. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. I never knew about hand controls because I never needed them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there's no one there to give that knowledge and tell people about hand controls and that you can live boundlessly and that, you know, being um, disabled and being actually handicapped is only a, you know, a thing of the mind, like, you know, and you have people like, 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 like pushing that type of energy around. Yeah. Like, you know, the possibilities are endless. you know, you know, with the people around you, like, you know, so that was something that I noticed, and that's really what empowered me to do what I do every day, you know. And, um, you know, doing my therapy is how I came up with the name Walking Rich. You know, my name is Rich, my biggest goal is to walk again, hence, I came up with the name Walking Rich. For me, I'm walking rich with perseverance, but to each his own, people value, um, like what what I value as riches may be different to what you value as riches, you know, so to each his own, you know, um, whether you want to be rich with knowledge, rich with wisdom, um, perseverance, faith, you know, love, or actually rich with money, you know, to each his own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Um, so then, yeah. Like is that kind of the message you guys were trying to to spread with the wheelchair gang? Like just, you know, trying to like empower people to, to, to jump out there as soon as possible and, and really get their
2: lives back. Exactly. You know, um, our goal with wheelchair gang is to promote positivity amongst wheelchair users, encourage them to live a balanced life, to date, to play sports, to drive, to, you know, just live life.
0: That's, that's awesome, man. I really, that's a, that's a noble cause, bro. For sure. Um, Appreciate it. yeah. So, you know, what, um, uh going over to the walking rich clothing line, man, because I see you got the t shirt on right now, looking looking good. Um how, how what what inspired you? What inspired the the clothing line? Like uh where, where did that all start for you?
2: Well that that came just about just like I was like literally just uh well I, I knew I wanted to do a documentary. Well, I, yeah. I knew I wanted to do something. And why well, and I the and very I, first day when I was in the hospital. Yeah. Like the very first day they pulled me out to see, you know, where my level of injury was and all of this and they put me in a wheelchair and all of that and actually I think that was like the third or fourth day. Um so they yeah, they begin to do all those different things and um like uh I just was like I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what direction I was headed in exactly. But I remember just telling people around me, hey, bro, record this. Hey, grab my camera, bro. I had a cannon. I'm like, bro, grab the camera, record this, bro. Like, you know, very first time I'm in a wheelchair, the, all the pains, everything. Me in the hospital bed. I'm like, bro, record all of this, you know. And, um, you know, after I got out of the hospital, maybe three months in, I'm like, you know, I want to put together a documentary. I'm tired of people ask me what happened. I'm tired of explaining the story, you know. Yeah. I, I want people to just be able to read something and then that be it, you know. And uh or be able to just watch something and that be it and they are they know exactly um what's going on with me, you know. Because a lot of people, you know, from back home, from college, from all over, was just wondering what happened to Rich. Like, you know, why Why was he just on the top of the world, graduating from Tuskegee University, and he's in his hospital bed hooked up to ventilators and stuff? You know, people didn't understand, you know. So um, there's definitely a lot of questions, and I got tired of answering questions. And I told my boy, like, I want to do a documentary. Let's put it together. So we worked um, day in and day out putting a documentary together to where we got you know I ended up coming back home um that January 2018 and I moved with my parents in the Bay and I was basically going back and forth from here to LA and stuff like that just figuring it out and um uh basically uh I was like you know uh he was like what's the name of the documentary gonna be we're almost finished and I'm like shit I don't know I didn't think we was gonna name it. I just thought that we just gonna put it out like this is a documentary. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And he's like, "No, we gotta name it." I'm like, huh? "Walking Rich." Just name it, Walking Rich. The story of perseverance.
0: Yeah.
2: And then um, that was when I came up with the name, and I really it was I really didn't like it. I it was just really something that I just came up with on the fly, like, and um, I was like, you know, I want to display it, in um a a, a premiere type setting yeah so you know I decided to have a viewing party and in me having a viewing party I spent a lot of money and I was like fuck I gotta recoup some of this money
1: yeah. let me
2: sell some t-shirts okay so I made the WR logo this logo right here okay. I made this logo and I was like you know um I put them on the shirt right here I just posted the picture on my Instagram of the shirt, you know, and I posted and I had those and I sold out of them. I'm like, damn, that was fun. Let me do it again. Sold out of them. I'm like, damn, that was fun again. Let me do it again. Got stuck with them. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's not selling. I'm like, all right, well, let me try something else. You know, let me see what I can do, you know? And then it wasn't until maybe that. That was January 2018 it wasn't until November of 2019 when I went to Alabama and I sold a hundred shirts. It was right after I got it tatted on my hand. And then, you know, all of this is happening and it's becoming this brand and it's really starting to like, it's really starting to gain traction just in my heart. Just, you know, as far as me growing to love what walking rich is, you know, cause I always wanted a brand, but I'm like walking rich. That's so cliche. Like, But it's not, you know, about the name. It's about the story, you know, and what the name means to the story, you know. So, um, you know, like, I began to notice what I had. And it was in November when I was like, you know, bro, you actually have a brand, bro. And you need to brand yourself. And you need to eat, sleep, shit, walking rich every day. like. And I'm like, you already got it tatted on your hand. I was like, the next step is just wearing it every day. Just just exuding walking rich. And that's pretty much what got me to where I am now. Just within that, lat- that was a year ago. And um, I probably had like 4,000 followers at that point. And, you know, now I'm at, you know, almost 11,000 um, followers. And it's just like, you know, that all came from me just getting up every day, putting my, foot forward just putting my best foot forward just making shit happen I didn't have a plan um I when I came into 2020 I told myself like you know I want to drop one garment every month I have 10 garments on my website right now yeah and I took about six seven garments off this year you know Mm. so I dropped you know over 20 garments this year I've you know I've, I got, you know, rolling trays that I haven't dropped. I got dog leashes that I have. I got items that I have never dropped as well, you know? Nice. So, you know, I just, just basically was gaining traction based off of just me doing it, you know? And as I kept doing it, I became a believer. And now, like, you know, walking rich is my life. And it's just something that I just really don't see myself living without, you know? No, like, that, it's me. that's like, cool, man. That's like who like... I am.
0: Yeah, that you know that you can hear the passion in your voice when you talk about it, and that's I feel like that's the the key thing, man. And anything you're gonna be successful in, you gotta have the passion. So
2: that's um, a, that's
0: yeah, you can definitely see it, see it, and feel it, man. And, I,
2: and things are, you know, sometimes things are sometimes easily discouraging, you know, especially having a brand, you know. So you have to have that passion because it's right. days where you know I'm second guessing myself like damn like is this really it like is this the calling like you know and then it's that passion you know it just sweeps all of that under the rug and you know it gives you that purpose and it lets you know like you know you're here you're doing the right thing you just had a bad day like you know get up and get at it tomorrow and have a better day tomorrow you know
0: right absolutely man um so so yeah, I watched uh, that the documentary, uh, the the Walking Richest story of perseverance yesterday or over the last couple of days. I watched it a couple of times actually, and that's super powerful, bro. And I'm you know I mean I definitely salute you for, for having the cameras in there, you know, at all kind of stages of your recovery and uh, and even before. I mean I, it was just so well done, like tying in your your graduation and and your. Uh, you know, you're like the celebration of that to then, you know, the tragedy of your accident of your.
2: You probably wonder like, how do you get, how'd you get that footage? Like you knew you, he was like, you knew you were going to get shot, huh?
0: Yeah.
2: Remember, you were recording this oh, before it before like, oh, it even happened. Like, you know,
0: it was so, I mean, it's so good. Like you can't, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, man. So I'm going we'll to just- definitely link that. We'll link that to the, to the podcast. So everybody can check that out. Um, if they she haven't already seen it. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, in that – in the documentary there, you talk a little bit about your family and, like, how important they are and your faith and and just, you know, staying positive. Um, you just talk a little bit about that, like, what your family means to you, what your, your faith, um, and how, how that's, like, kind of helped push you through and keep you keep you motivated.
2: Oh, man, let's get to it, man. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I remember, like, uh, my mom being the first person that I seen um, waking up out of surgery. Like, um, my cousin told my dad, and my dad went and told my mom, and my mom fell out on the floor um, eating El Po Loco. My dad was like, sit down, I got something to tell you. And she's like, what's up? And he's like, you know, Rich got hurt. And she's like, them fucking motorcycles. And then she's like, nah. like He got shot. And then she fell out, threw the plate up in the air. Like, oh, my gosh. Like... And then, you know, my dad basically grabbed my mom and he was like, you know, you gotta get your shit together. Like, you leave in the night, go pack your bag, seven o'clock, you, you're on the first flight to Jacksonville. Like, you need to go take care of Rich. Um, and I remember just being unconscious still, almost asleep, in the sleep state. And I remember the doctor saying, telling my mom, like, he's still asleep. He hasn't woken up out of surgery. And I remember just waking up. And I remember just like saying, mom, like, yeah, she was like, Rich, like, she came in there, like, she rushed in there, and I just, like, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, like, she like, sorry for what? I'm like, you know, I let these dudes shoot me, like, I'm sorry, like, I messed up, like, I, like, you know, I kind of took it like, like, I made a mistake, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, I was apologizing to my mom just for her having to be down here. I'm like, you know, just three, four weeks ago, we were celebrating my graduation and y'all was helping me move into my apartment it was just like you know like like now we're here like I just I felt so bad you know um and you know I woke up that next day I was in a lot of pain and stuff like that and um like um I just remember wanting to quit you know just like I remember asking myself like bro is this the life like you know is this is how I'm gonna have to live I'm like oh I'm cool um and then I just remember thinking to myself like you know you in your life you sit in this bed you take your mom with you you take your dad because your mom and like mom's gonna take a toll on dad I'm like sisters i'm just like i just remember telling myself like it's bigger than you like you cannot quit like it's one thing that these people already gotta see you shot in this hospital bed but to see you quit to see you give up to die on these folks like i'm like bro you can't do that bro so like from that point forward i remember me telling myself like i'm gonna do it for me like like I'm like I, I gotta do it, like you know what I'm saying? And like that was my everyday drive it was just it was bigger than me. Like everything, um, my whole purpose and everything, every like the reason why I'm moving in the direction that I'm moving in today is always been bigger than me. Me helping other wheelchair users, me, you know, continue to live my life because I don't wanna see my family see me suffer and just be in the bed and be depressed and you know like you know it was everything was for everybody else you know i did very little for me you know like um and like i think that's why you know god's rewarded me the way he's rewarded me because you know like i feel like it's that selflessness you know like like you know of course i wanted to get back on my feet but that wasn't enough like to to make me go and get up and do therapy every day, you know? It was too much pain associated. It was too much, like, heartbreak. It was too much, you know what I'm saying? It It was just a lot of pain involved. And that, me wanting to walk wasn't just enough, you know? Yeah. Like, it was my parents and everybody around me and just me trying to be strong for everybody else. And then, like, you know, shit, you start playing strong for too long, shit, you gonna actually be strong, you know what I'm saying, like, it's inevitable, you know what I'm saying, basically, like, yeah, it was almost like I fooled myself into believing like I was strong, and then I actually became this strong-ass person, you know, like, and, um, you know, like, and I I say it that way, because people see me, and they just think that I never, like, folded, or I never had a bad day, and that's not, like, that's not the truth, like. I've cried. Like, I still have days when I cry. Like, you know what I'm saying? I still have days when I battle with different things. It's a journey. Like, people ask me, like, bro, how do you do it so well? I take it day by day, minute by minute, like hour by hour. Like, if I get caught up into worrying about so much and just trying to, you know, control so much, like, 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 that's when shit begins to take a toll on me. Like, you know, I just literally, you know, you know, like, that's how I get out of bed is because like you know we be in a lot of pain you know so it's just like you know you never want to get out of bed because you're thinking about the pain that you're gonna be in two three hours from now you know and then I get thinking like you know just live in a moment you know like just are you in pain at this moment no get up
0: yeah
2: you get what I'm saying and you know that's you know that was my take on it you know
0: yeah, I love your outlook, bro. You're you're just a motivational guy, man. I appreciate that for
2: sure. Well, definitely uh, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so you know, Rich, like last couple of questions here. Um, I wanted to know. I always ask anybody you know that's in our situation. Um, you know, do you have any like exercises or like any like supplements you take? Anything that you found that kind of helps you that maybe other people might not know about that are uh, you
2: know, have spinal cord injuries or are dealing with paralysis? Um, well, one thing, Um. just a couple of things that I've gone through, Um. you know, I was on the gabapentin and, you know, I'm an L2, so I have a lot of pain associated with my injury and I was on Lyrica and all, all these different things. And it was a lot, you know, like I just felt very handicapped because, you know, I'm freaking At that point, I'm having to wear a damn diaper, and I got a catheter, and I got all these damn pills, and it's just like, I got a diaper bag and shit, like, I'm like, bro, like, you know, I just wanted to get back to that point where I'm just as normal as possible, so I woke up one day, and I just got rid of all the pills, and I just went cold turkey, and I went two, three weeks in excruciating pain, crying, in the middle of the night, my mom waking up like, bro, what's up? Like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And, you know, it was just, it was pretty bad, you know? And then I came to California or LA. I went to Simply Wholesome and I got some stuff called MDS. Um, and that basically has a bunch of like natural supplements in it, ginger, turmeric, all type of things that's to post- uh, that's associated with, you know, calming your nerves. Um, so I was taking that, you know, um um for about six months and um that that worked um um but it still I still was dealing with pain you know and it just became a time where I just told myself like you know you just gotta stay busy you gotta keep your mind off of it like pain is temporary it's the mind of the thing it's really no such thing as pain like you get what I'm saying like um it's really just signals you know um yeah. and like i was telling myself like you know you just got to take your mind off of it and you just got to push every day you have to keep your mind um active like a idle mind is a dangerous thing i've been on bed rest for like the last three four weeks like and it's been the toughest shit ever bro it's because i'm sitting in here um if i'm not reading a book or doing something like this like i'm just my mind is just thinking about my pain yeah so you know it's just like uh you know you just got to keep your mind going and just uh just stay busy and like you know I encourage um, other wheelchair users to link up with other wheelchair users in similar situations you want to be around people that can relate to you you know it makes things easier like you know at my birthday like this last year I had five wheelchairs there you get what I'm saying So, like, you know, I'm not the outcast. I'm not the – you know what I'm saying? It makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely encourage people to just, you know, just get out and get active and just try and be around other wheelchair users and just, you know, it's not going to be easy, but just take it moment by moment, you know. um, You know, like, I'm not a big guy as far as, you know, um, medications and stuff like that, you know, but I just – you know i feel like you know that's something big that uh, i see that a lot of wheelchair users are big on medications and stuff like that you know um so i just you know i just just stay busy is 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 my philosophy you feel me i'm not yeah. like i say i'm not big on all the drugs and stuff like that you know right well, uh, and then
0: yeah, I guess the the last question for you rich is uh what what's next you know for you personally for wheelchair gang for for the walking rich clothing line
2: um the the possibilities are endless um uh this year twenty twenty one we're gonna really focus on getting a lot of grants and stuff um my handcycle was stolen on my backyard, and like uh like it was like uh maybe like four or five months ago um and then that happened, and I got two hand cycles you know yeah. um so uh I'm starting a hand cycle program where I'm going to get a truck and a trailer and I'm going to be basically taking um the hand cycles up to the local beaches and um letting um wheelchair users you know you know ride ride them and stuff like that because that's not a service that's offered here locally you know um prior to me getting a hand cycle you know I always wanted to ride bikes because that was something that I was always into you know I never had the opportunity to get on a hand cycle and um it wasn't up until I got a hand cycle that I had that opportunity and I just basically want to do my uh unfortunate event I want to be able to bless others because now I have two hand cycles and I want to you know get more about three more hand cycles so I can have five and just like I said earlier it's just creating that environment where wheelchair users are around other wheelchair users doing fun shit. You know, um, I, um, I plan to, um, help my buddy Dave, um, my golf coach. Um, I plan to help him, um, develop his, um, adaptive golf, um, um, his adaptive golf, um, event that he, he does, um, where he offers, you know, a stand up and play machine where it allows you to stand up and actually golf.
0: Yeah, hey, talk about that real quick, man. I did see that on your Instagram of you. Uh, you, you were in a stand-up wheelchair, basically, like, taking golf swings.
2: Um, yeah, so the stand-up and play um, is basically an adaptive golf chair that allows you to stand up um, and get into that um, athletic position to actually hit a golf ball. Uh Um, so, um, that's something that I've been doing, um, consistently over the last year. I met Dave two years ago, um, at Westchester golf course. Um, he's a PGA golf instructor and basically, you know, um, we basically linked up and, uh, we started just working through things. I started off with a two, I started off with a one hand swing I was horrible with the one-hand swing. Um, we did the two-hand thing. I was all right with the two-hand thing, but it was a lot of stress on my body, just slowing and bringing the club speed up and down and stuff like that. And um, so we went back to the one-hand swing and boy, we've made a lot of improvements and we've worked through some things that really develop my golf swing. And like, like, you know, I'm a way better golfer than I ever was you know, now that I'm in a wheelchair than I was before, you know, so that's
0: awesome, man.
2: That's, that's definitely so cool. a blessing. And like I told my friend is, you know, I try to do those things that, you know, it's not, you don't want to do something and it reminds you of how you used to do it. Right. You know money wants to do that. You don't want to roller skate and you're like, damn, I used to roller skate so good. Backward skate and do this and do that and do that, you yeah. know, so that's You know, I want to do things that, you know, I was a golfer before, but I was a horrible golfer. I'm a better golfer than I am now. So, how does that make me feel?
0: Uh, That makes me feel
2: great, that I'm a better golfer in a wheelchair than I was on two feet, you know? That's
0: awesome, man. So, so, that's my question. So, when you – the stand-up golf, uh, you know, stand-up chair, so you hit the ball and then you have to, like, get back down, like, have the chair lower back down into a – Sitting position, drive out to where you hit your ball to, and then get up and standing again, or
2: yeah. So, you start off at the tee up, you tee your ball up, and you know, you take that swing, and basically, you um, it's normal golf, bro. Like, you that's can get so in the green cool, with the thing, and it's just engineered in a way to where it's seamlessly like regular golf. Like,
0: oh man, that's so cool.
2: You know, like, I, like I said, I play with a PGA golf instructor, you know, and our whole thing, like, he gives me one minute to tee up, you get what I'm saying, like, and, you know, like, I think the PGA time is 45 seconds, so, like, I only have 40, I only have 15 more seconds than a professional,
0: <laughs> and I got to so cool. stand
2: myself up, back this thing up, put it in position, you know, warm-up swing and whack it, you get what I'm saying, like.
0: Yeah, man, that's
2: awesome. No, nah, it's most definitely awesome and I definitely encourage anybody to, you know, um get up and, you know, uh try to get a uh get access to a stand up and play. Um at Westchester Golf Course they have two and Dave, he's a great guy. Um, you know, he, he makes those things readily and easily available to wheelchair users, you know. So it's definitely a blessing. Um like even like myself, like he he's giving me you know, access to you know that thing even when he's not there. You know,
1: like that's he took a so golf cool. trip
2: to Palm Springs, but I golf every Friday. So you know, even when he's out of town, I'm able to go and still hit on the range and do those things. Oh man, that,
0: that's so that that's so impressive, man. I'm 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 uh, super jealous of that. That would be that would be a blast.
2: Oh, and, and no lie, bro. Like I've seen quads, like just like. I've seen quads in it, just like with the active hands and stuff like that, and you know. Man, I
0: need to see if they have something like that around here.
2: Uh, Right, well, definitely.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, uh, you know, Rich, what? Um, tell us the the website real quick, and I'll, I'll uh, attach it to the po- to the podcast page too. But uh, tell us the po- uh, the website where we can you know buy the Walking Rich clothing and, and support the well, wheelchair gang.
2: Um My Instagrams are um at Walking Rich. Um, that's spelled regular walking. Um, R I C H. Um, um, my other Instagram is at the wheelchair gang. And um, all of our merch can be found at thewheelchairgang.com. That's where you can find both Walking Rich and Wheelchair Gang merchandise. Okay. And then if you go on the website, you can see um, the documentaries on there as well on the featured page. You know, so one stop shop for everything you need, Walking Rich.
0: Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Hey, brother, I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, taking some time out of your day to tell your story and, and join us on the on the podcast here.
2: Yeah man, I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure man. It was definitely um a pleasure meeting you and just being a part of um what what it is that you're doing.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it man. It's a pleasure meeting you too, my my friend and we will uh we'll definitely link up again soon.
2: Nah, most definitely. We'll be um we'll be in contact and um you know like I I'm, I'm a traveler so I'll, I'll be that way if you don't come out this way.
0: Sounds good, bro. Sounds good. All right, bro. All right. That was Richard Dahl Thank you again for uh for joining us on the podcast, Rich. He's a, he's a good dude, Brandon. It was uh it was cool uh chatting with him uh on a little Zoom call, you know. He he's doing his thing, man. He's doing doing some really cool stuff with uh with his apparel line and with the with the wheelchair gang stuff. And uh, he's got a great story, man, and, and I mean, not well, great, but it's... That's like, what
1: we're here to do, yeah, is uh, highlight the story and the perseverance. Yeah, inspirational uh, guy, inspiration, man. Inspiration, man.
0: Really inspirational guy. And, uh, yeah, man, it's... it's uh, Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, you know, I mean, I was like... That's how I saw his stuff on Instagram. And I was like, man, it's like, stuff looks great. And, like, he's, you know, in a wheelchair, like, looking great. And, like, that's always my... I'm, like, you know me, bro, you've you've been with me since the beginning of this whole thing, this whole journey, and, you know, I'm always, like, trying to, like, fix this, like, I'll pull out on my shirt there. Oh, like, yeah, I absolutely. Drives me nuts,
1: man, yeah. like, I just feel like I don't want
0: to look... I don't know, man. You I don't still wanna... want to
1: take pride in, in everything, yeah, in man. The way, in the way I look, man. I'm not trying Absolutely. to... I'm not trying to... Like we talked about before, man. I mean, I don't know anybody who moisturizes as much as you, man.
0: Yeah, though. It's true. It is true. I do a lot of moisturizing, but...
1: Uh, Always brush your teeth every day, day and night. I mean, you take care of yourself, man, as best you can.
0: You got to. I mean, yeah, man, you got to. But today, Brandon, so I'm a... Like, I have, like probably five pairs of jeans in my like
1: in your rotation in my
0: rotation that i wear well, it's weekly. more than me
1: honestly man and
0: uh yeah and so like so i get straps like hooked onto the like i have them sewn on like these lovely ladies at this cleaners down the road from my house they sew these like straps onto the back of my jeans so that somebody can like lean when i lean forward somebody can like yank uh. me back in my chair since i can't like move myself back um, to get like so that I'm sitting upright as much as possible when I'm in my chair, which I don't even know how I came up with that, but I was like, I need something,
1: so, I need... something that someone can grab.
0: Yeah, so like two pairs of my jeans are down.
1: Right yeah, because yeah, eventually they're gonna rip.
0: Yeah, and so there are two pairs are at the cleaners. Laundry got built up a little bit. Now I'm wearing some like '80s you got stone wash bottoms? jeans on right now. Let me bro. get you I'll some
1: just... skinnies, bro.
0: Ugh. I'm like not feeling good. I was just like, God damn it. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere today. Like I'm not seeing (laughs) anybody. I gotta see this. I didn't even look. I know. I was like, I was waiting for you to say something when you came in. I was like, (laughs) not feeling good about this. I actually wore my, uh my white oh, adidas I wore my white Adidas tennis shoes to try to offset there I was you like go. maybe if I make it look whiter than it actually is. Then yeah, I'll... I
1: mean the good thing you always got some crispy kicks on cuz they're true. never touching the ground.
0: Man. That's true man, that is true. That is very true. But uh yeah, you know I just I had to get that off my chest real yeah. quick.
1: Well, that's that's cool man that there's um that you came up with that. Hey man, I got that's a don't be stealing our ideas right now that could be our thing
0: oh yeah start selling jeans with yep. uh, hooks what, on the back yep
1: i think there's a, a market
0: there probably is man
1: what else do we got to mod I on the modded on there that we can make
0: i know oh, man there's a few things i know there's a few things but yeah, so um, I wanted to give a quick shout out again to Nick Lucius. I, he just had a baby, I believe. Mm,
1: congratulations. Um,
0: yeah, so he we're gonna he's actually like he offered to just like help me um, kind of lock down my my exercise, exercise routine, and try to like make any improvements on it. That's so cool. Um, we're gonna link up with that. We we're gonna do it this week, and then his wife went into labor, so yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna push that back. But I just I mean I yeah, just give appreciate. Give a little bit. Like, yeah, like, what What a nice guy, man, to really volunteer to, to help out. You know, That's that what way. it's
1: all about, man, at the it's end of the day. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's very, I mean, like, the people we've come across doing this, I mean, I know not you so much because I do most of the work, but, um, you
1: know. i just stop by, <laughs> chime in a little uh, bit.
0: But, you know, like, the people I've. I've I'm come here for across, moral support, man. There, there you go. You are. You're, you're behind the scenes. Um, yep. But no, like, some of the people, man, we come across and it's just like, next level like of you know giving and and just being you know so uh tis the season though yeah it's true man just so uh so free with their time for you know to help out to help the cause this is the
1: only way like in a in a in a world like today um in a world like today really we have to find a way to come together and helping people yeah i mean not for yourself but for the good for the greater good that's the only way we're going to get through everything
0: absolutely man absolutely um yeah and i was going to say before we wrap this up we were going to take uh i was planning on taking next week off but i just got an email from a great guest that is willing to come on on the 21st so we're going to record next week too so, so we're we'll, going to
1: we're going to get one out next week so yeah, take we'll, the new uh, year off or what
0: yeah we will uh we'll be we'll be back with you i don't know man we'll see if if the if the guests line up the guests line up hey man i
1: want you if to the people that are listening to this i'm sure they're listeners of other other podcasts um they they are there are a lot of podcasts out there and it's it's hard to bring content every week um for consistently and i know a lot of the podcasts i follow can't keep up right now it's very hard yeah it's uh, it's hard to get guests it's, it's hard to find to be able to get places yeah so shout out to you man for for making that happen still
0: i appreciate that man i do and so and uh brandon was mentioning earlier that we're 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 having a conversation earlier about about uh the virus and how that's going to impact us going forward cuz his kids are about to be starting back to school Hopefully and, potentially. And uh yeah, and that's a good thing, man. I'm happy about that. Um although I don't want to be around you once that yeah, happens. Yeah, I mean, that's but, that's the risk, um, man. So that's we might a risk. Be, yeah, we might be uh Zoom Zoom calling for the next uh for the, at least until I get that vaccine.
1: Yeah, hopefully um, that will happen. Yeah. Sooner so. than later. I think probably by march man you they should have have you locked in i hope so man If not earlier i I mean i would hope maybe by the end of january they would have this figured out but yeah it sounds like uh there's already a shortage and um
0: well that's good to know that people are taking it though well that
1: and there's there's reasons um if you guys want to google it and find out who's responsible for that i'll leave that up to you oh yeah yeah i got you
0: um but yeah, you know, like let's, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna get through this. I know we will. Mm-hmm. So just like you know,
1: and in the meantime, tune in.
0: Yeah, please listen, rate, on, review. You can listen on Spotify. Exactly. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on TuneIn, uh, Spreaker. I think is one. I'm just gonna throw Do out it. all the old, all the, all the I Heart uh, Radio. Oh, iHeartRadio. Radio. We're on there. Yeah. Are we on title? gotta call jay man yeah i'm call not him sure up, man don't <laughs> we'll, tell, we'll him, tell the rock
1: to sign us
0: yeah we need to get on there but uh yeah everybody you know have uh if you don't listen to this uh if you don't happy, hear happy the next holidays. one yeah happy holidays if you don't hear the next one before christmas mm-hmm. it should be come, It might actually come everybody, out the day after it probably well so, yeah have a merry christmas everyone happy hanukkah
1: kwanzaa kwanzaa
0: all that everything we uh whatever it is that that your family
1: does just be happy and healthy and safe yeah and if you need anything reach out to us
0: do it live to walk again on instagram send us a dm we will be there Mm -hmm. all right yeah till next time merry christmas everyone